plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian Kennedy, recorded at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, before I let you know what we want to talk about on this special edition of Opinions Matter, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, uh, Adrian Murray who wants to promote his brand new uh, debut fiction novel. Uh, It's called High States. Now, this is the story of a guy called Patrick States, a seemingly normal guy living a normal life until his sudden disappearance sparks a nationwide investigation like none before as the police navigate their way through the skeletons hidden in States' closet. Now, it's a real uh, page-turner for anyone who enjoys a uh, good, thrilling read. And as I said, it is the debut fiction novel by author Adrian Murray. And Adrian has explained to me why he decided, at long last... To put pen to paper. Yeah, it goes back to like school years ago. Like I, I wasn't really wasn't really into school when I was growing up, but like English was always one of the subjects that I was really keen on. You know, I had good teachers. Yeah, I mean, I, I just started writing uh, as a way to, uh, I suppose, get these ideas out of my head. You know, I love movies and I love TV shows and reading books. And like I always thought, my my imagination was quite like. You know, like I dream in, in in the movie. Like when I wake up and I tell people what dream I have, they're like, "Geez, it's like you were like you're watching a film." You know, so um, I always enjoyed writing, and 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 I just said, "Hey, you know, like maybe there's a book in there." And the book has been published. It's called High States. It's the debut fiction novel by uh, Adrian Murray. You can get it on Amazon right now in digital or real book format. You just search for High States, S-T-A-I-T-E-S, and order your copy today. And we'd like to thank Adrian uh, for being the latest sponsor on the Opinions Matter podcast. So what do we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter? I have in front of me a long email that I'm going to read from start to finish, and then uh, I'm going to be talking to the man who sent us this email. Have a listen to this. Hi, Opinions Matter. It's taken me a long time to sit down and write this email, but I can't keep quiet anymore. I can't talk to anyone, but I need to talk to someone. I'm a man in my late 30s married to a woman for seven years. We have an amazing four-year-old daughter. At the beginning of our relationship, everything was great. I thought I'd found the woman of my dreams, but a few years into the marriage, everything started to change. The changes started very subtly. She would tell me not to buy something because she'd say I didn't need it. She would moan when I made plans to go out with friends, saying I was making more time for them and was abandoning her. She would tell me that she didn't like what I was wearing and would start telling me what she wanted me to wear. She even started using sex as a tool. I wouldn't get it unless I followed the rules. I didn't think too much of it at the time, because that's normal, right? That's marriage, right? Boy, was I wrong. It started to turn physical in 2019 when we got back from a party. I'd been chatting to a a girl I went to school with, and my wife accused me of flirting with her, which I wasn't. When we got home, she threw a candle at my face in anger. Since then... It's been a nightmare that I can't wake up from. She has essentially alienated me from my friends. I used to have a big group of friends. Now I have two close friends who she approves of. 
She has woken me up by throwing ice cold water all over me because I'm, and this is in quotes, a lazy cunt despite me being out the door for work at 6am every day. She regularly beats me, sometimes using whatever is closest to hand. I've been left with scratches and bruises and even with clumps of my hair on the floor and between her fingers. A few months back, she told me that she didn't like my beard. I stood my ground and told her I like it and it's staying. So while I was sleeping, she got a scissors and cut it. She then laughed it off, saying she was doing me a favour And if she didn't like it, what's the point in me keeping it? She refers to me as the fat loser to our daughter sometimes, and has even got our daughter saying it at times too. I am living in hell, and I can't see a way out. People say they're walking on eggshells, I'm walking on razor blades. What I've written above is not even scratching the surface of what I'm going through and what is going on behind our closed doors. I can't talk to anyone because we all know what people say about men being controlled and abused by women. I've seen it myself in the past. They're called pussies and bitches and made a laughingstock of. I guess the reason I am contacting you today, it's only taking me nearly a year to write this email, is because I need to vent. I need to get it out there into the world. I need to know why there is such a stigma when it comes to male domestic abuse and violence. I would love to just up and leave, but I adore my daughter and I'm terrified of the repercussions if I do so. Will I ever see her again? Will she be poisoned against me? I'd rather not talk about it on your show, but I would love if you would read my email. Men are so often thought of as the abusers. I'm living with a monster and I can't leave. I love my daughter uh, too much. Um, He says, thanks for uh, reading my email and being an ear for me. And he gave us his uh, phone number. And after a number of uh, days of talking to our Katie over the last number of days, Mark is the name we're giving this man, has agreed to uh, talk to us and use a voice disguise to protect his identity. So Mark isn't his name. And as you'll hear in a moment, we have uh, disguised his voice because... We think it's important to hear his story, particularly for uh, other men who are in a similar situation. I'll be talking to Mark in just a second. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're listening to the Opinions Matter podcast, a special edition of the show. This is uh, Adrian Kennedy. After a lot of persuasion, as I explained to you a moment ago, uh, with our Katie talking to uh, Mark for the last couple of days, um, he has finally agreed to uh, talk to us on condition that we disguise his voice, which is exactly what we uh, have done for this special podcast. Mark... Let me begin. Um, I, I've just read the email, as you heard, uh, from start to finish. Let me go back to the start of, of your story and, and tell me how you met this woman that became your wife. How are you, Adrian? Um, we met through mutual friends. Um, started coming out. Uh, just basically found love. It was puppy love at the start. So you were in your, your 20s, um, uh, puppy love, as you say, but you were mad about her at the start. I was head over heels. I would have ended the war for her and just I'd never felt a connection with anybody. And it was a really strong personal sexual bond that we had at the start, you know. 
an ideal relationship then? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they say. Everyone wants true love, isn't it? And I thought I had it. I finally found it, achieved it. I had previous relationships in the past, and none of them felt this. Like, I don't sound happy around, but the warm glow that she provided but just smiling at me. So the relationship uh, developed, it blossomed, and you eventually got married. Um, yeah, blossomed into long-term relationship, engagement, marriage. Together now, uh, seven years now, and thirties, and even having a little girl together. So, before you got married, was everything in your relationship what you would class as perfectly normal? Yeah, um, we done the normal relationship stuff: cinemas, going out for dinners, pubs, going to see comedy shows, concerts. That was that's what I considered normal, you know. But when you got married, then things started to change. Yeah, it was uh, it was really strange. Like it was like the subtle ways, you know, and like oh, don't be uh, like if I went shopping or I came home or something. She out no, I don't like how you have to turn. You look silly wearing that. Or if I made plans to go out, I was told uh, be home at certain times. And but then it even got worse when my daughter came along. It was oh, you're choosing your friends over us and you're abandoning your family. Like, you know, even if I was only going out for a few hours, you know? And this uh, this has kind of developed to the point that you're uh, basically alienated now from all of your friends. You don't see any of them. Um, but, well, uh, I didn't even this is kind of rough. Um, yeah, I yeah, had a very nice group of friends and even work colleagues and... Um, just like I'd be sitting there texting and you know the way I found things and she'd be all over me like oh who's that and who are you texting what are you doing and she started whittling down my friends from oh I don't like this person I don't like that person and I've kind of been alienated down to maybe like two maybe three close friends and that's it like that's my group now When you say she alienated you from your friends is it that she would tell you you can't go out with such and such a person? Um, yeah, um, it actually got to the point where, like, we, if we were at parties, like, she'd be talking to my friends and, like, we'd be leaving the parties, she'd be like, oh, they're hitting on me and not to be talking to them, they're just, they're just, like, not your friends and they're swimming on, and then, so I started staying away from people and I was just getting harder and harder to even keep any sort of friendships, you know? It, it eventually started getting violent towards you. When did that first start? Um... Sorry, I just, uh, it was uh, probably 2019, I think it was. I was at a going away party for a friend, and I actually ran into a friend of mine from school, and she got talking to me, and like, we were just talking, you know, and she was just telling me how her life was going, just telling her how my life was going, and she uh, just had a few drinks, and my wife was there, she was in the room, and she was talking to other people, and it was only after we left, she actually started accusing me of my previous friend. And um, when we actually got home, she uh, she actually picked up a, I don't know if you know these things, like, like a candle stick holder to be metal thing, and she actually threw it at my head. And what did you do? To be honest, I still, I still tend to disbelief. I didn't know what to do, you know what I mean? I just think I've never had someone get like, physical in the relationship towards me. I just shocked me. I just... To be honest, I just went to bed. I just didn't think that. I at the time. But it continued, and I understand that by uh, 2020, when uh, the COVID lockdowns uh, kicked in, it was hell on earth, was it? 
we have to the lockdowns are even more surging. Like, I've actually got to the stage where I was like, even down my facial hair, and I like, I like having a beard, and I actually woke, I, um, I, woke, I woke up one night, and she was actually, she, like, before I'd gone to bed, she asked me to shave because she didn't like it. And I said, no, I'm keeping it, I like it. And <clears throat> it got to the stage where I woke up during the night, and she's actually sitting on my chest with a scissors, and she had cut most of my beard off. And what actually caused me to wake up is she actually nicked my face with the scissors and she just started laughing at me. My God, that is unbelievable, I have to say. So um, I know for an awful lot of uh, couples, the the lockdowns were very difficult, especially in uh, domestic abuse uh, situations, and you're uh, no different. You describe how... Uh, in your email, you know, people say uh, they're walking on eggshells. You're uh, walking on, on razor blades. You uh, say you've a, a four-year-old daughter. Tell me what she knows about the way you're being treated, if she knows anything. Uh, she, she knows I'm being treated. Like, my wife, um, like, if I'm, you know, like, if I'm not enough for work, I get up for work. Even during the lockdown, I just get up for work at 6 a.m., I will be going to work. Um, if my alarm clock, say it didn't happen to wake me, my wife would go out of the room, get like a freezing, bo- a freezing uh, box of water, and she'd come in and throw it all over me to wake me up, and she'd be screaming at me. And once time, my daughter was actually standing in the doorway, and she's screaming at me. And another time, she, again, the alarm clock didn't wake me, and I woke her, and she physically started punching me. And my daughter saw this, and it just... Like that was even like that was that was the first one I didn't know. That was like crazy. Okay, I want to uh, just take a little breather for a second. Because in a minute, I want to, I want to find out where you are today, why you uh, contacted us uh, directly, and what you're hoping to achieve from even having this conversation. So I'll be back to you, uh, Mark, in just a second. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. I'm in the middle of a conversation with uh, one of our uh, long-term listeners to this podcast. Uh, We're calling him Mark. And Mark has been telling us of the uh, hell on earth that he's living through with his uh, wife, the physical abuse that he uh, suffers day in and day out. He's described to us how during COVID lockdowns it was hell on earth. Uh, Mark, I have to ask you, uh, because I, we got this email off you um, nearly two weeks ago at this stage, and as soon as I got it, I, was, I, I, I thought to myself, I have to talk to this man. You were very reluctant. It took a long time for uh, Katie to persuade you to talk to us with this voice disguise. What are you hoping to achieve uh, today, Mark, by uh, talking to us? Um. Basically, to get the word out there, and like you, just some people just shouldn't be in things like this age. And like she actually, uh, the one of the breaking points for me was we were uh, at a hotel, and she actually came at me with like uh, a marble ashtray, and I saw that look in her eyes, and I just want, I just think that it's about time men took a stand and said, you know, it's not only women that get this sort of treatment. She tried to physically physically do damage to me that day, and I didn't know what to do. 
like, I don't even know what to do now with like, even talking to you, as you said, like, I didn't want to do this because I have a child, like, what do I do, you know? And as, as I said, Katie has spoken to you for the last uh, couple of days, and one of the questions, one of the obvious questions that I ask, and I'm sure uh, all of the people listening to this podcast right now will ask, why haven't you left? Um, my main thing is, like, I don't think there's any emotion between us anymore, and like, the main thing for me keeping me here is my child. Because Adrian, you have to understand, man, like, I go to work 6am, and somehow like, I'm getting home late evenings, and even then like, my wife is in front of my child, she's actually calling me a lazy cunt, and my child is now actually repeating this. So if I was to leave, what the hell, she'd probably poison her against me, you know what I mean? I'd probably never see her again, and then if I did in a few years, I'd be the bastard to abandon her. Like, what do I do? You know, I can't just leave over her. So you're terrified that if you leave, your child will be completely alienated against you? Yeah, and I've seen it happen before. We've all had stories about how the, the mother gets the child and then he's hard to divorce, you know? Like, what do I do? If I was to leave and... Like, like that's how bad she is with me. Like, she could turn even more like evil and turn, turn me daughter against me even more, you know. And then over the years, I'm faced with the whole disappointment of a child, and she grows up to hate me. That's my only child. I don't want that. I don't want like I'd rather so I don't even want to suffer this age anymore. But like, I'm doing it for my kids. Have you spoken to anybody? Katie was telling me that. You haven't. Have you spoken to... Am I the first person, or Katie, the first people you've spoken to about this? Yeah, Adrian, like, even I was looking to even talk to you, like, I can't... Like, even the three, like, what I would call close friends that I can uh, talk to about nearly anything. Like, I've heard them saying, oh, like, men who are in relationships, that that pussies, they just need to stand up, put a foot down, and they don't realise the the hardships that you suffer when you close your front door and you're left in a room alone with this person who can attack you even in your sleep. And you just realise they don't know how you're feeling, so no, I haven't actually opened the world this to anybody I'm afraid to, and I know if I go to the guards, they'll probably just laugh at me anyway. I don't think they will. Um, They're definitely trained to deal with this sort of thing now. Um, the woman that is inflicting this upon you should be charged because if it were the other way around, you could be guaranteed you'd be charged. Well, that's probably true, Agent. But at the end of the day, like she's actually said to me, if you were, like if you ever like one time she attacked me, she's I'm saying this. She actually attacked me one time, and I said, wait, I was actually going to walk out, and I told her, I said, wait, listen, this is done, what done, I'm gone, and I'm going to the police. She actually said to me. If you go to the police, when you go out that door, I'm going to throw myself down the stairs, I'm going to beat my arms, I'm going to beat my legs, and when I have all these lovely bruises, I'm going to say you did it to me. Like, who, who are they going to believe that? I'm like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So you obviously feel totally trapped. But yeah, like, I can't, like, if I walk out and she physically beats herself, and then, like, goes to the guys and reports this, I could end up in fucking prison over this, you know what I mean? Like, she could easily say, I've, I've raped her, I've done it to her. And, like, we don't even share a bloody bed anymore. I'm pretty nearly scared of her. Like, what? Like, if she, she wants it, she can get me charged. And if I go to the guards, the guards, I don't care anyone's saying them. They're going to believe them. I've heard my friends talk about this, like, how men are pussies that don't stand up to women who beat them and all. So, and they don't have a bloody clue what it's like. I'm very 
untouched, I suppose is the word, uh, that you chose to speak to us about this for the first time in uh, in your life, speaking to anybody. Um, and I really do appreciate it. I'm, I'm brokenhearted for what you're, uh, you're going through, uh, Mark. And I am very happy to listen to your story. Unfortunately, though, I can't really help you. No, I don't think I, I, I don't think anyone really can. Either. Like at the end of the day, she has the power. She has the power over me. And like she, like, I'm not even allowed to pick up my own outfit when I'm going out with her. I'm not allowed to have my hair styled the way I want to. I have to be. I'm basically like a fucking dress up doll for her. And if she doesn't like me as that dress up doll, she punishes me. And that she's actually said to me, if you don't follow the rules, you're gonna be. Uh, you're going to be sorry. Like, like when we were like still having sex and all, if I didn't follow the rules, sex, like, she wouldn't, like, nothing would happen. And like, she would actually say to me, the next time you want any affection or anything like that, you better follow the rules, do as you're told. And, like, I'm standing there, I'm like, what the fuck do I do in that situation? Like, do as you're told. And then she's telling me, if I try to leave, she's going to have me charged. The reason I really wanted to talk to you uh, today, Mark, is because you're not the only man who is going through this. There are many, many men going through exactly what you're going through right now uh, and dealing with it or not dealing with it in the exact same way uh, that, that you are. I said a second ago that I can't personally help you, but what I can do and what I'm going to do is to point you in the direction of an amazing organization called Men's Aid Ireland, uh, who are there to help people like you. Is that something you'd be prepared to do, to contact them? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Seriously, like, if I go to sorts of people, like, what the fuck do I do about my daughter? You know, she's, she, has, she has complete control over me here. I don't, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I've actually thought about just ending everything, and I don't, like, I don't want to do that. And, like, I'm lost, man, seriously. Okay, well, I'm pleading with you not uh, to do that, Mark, please. Um, you shouldn't have to be going through what you're going through. I understand the the fact that you have your, your daughter and you're afraid your uh, daughter will be turned against you. But I would plead with you uh, to contact uh, Men's Aid Ireland. I'm going to give you the phone number. Uh, you can write it down either now or when you listen back to this podcast later. Uh, the number is 01554-3811. 01554-3811. Mark, I've, I've one final question to ask you. And it, it, it is this. If your wife were to hear this podcast, now I very heavily disguised your voice, but if she were to hear this podcast and work out that it was you, what would happen? I don't know. I'm honest, man. That's, I'm, I'm actually shaking even fucking talking to you, man, because I'm actually afraid. Like, you have to send that phone number there. I can't even risk writing that down because if she sees that, she's going to question me. And, like, I'll, I will ring it, but, like, you don't understand how angry she gets and like how like anything in reach just gets thrown at me. So I'm Jesus, if she hears this and knows it's me, I'm in serious trouble again. I don't I don't need that anymore, man. Well, as I explained to you, um before we started recording I promised you that I'd let you hear the recording and how well disguised your voice actually is. And the fact that this has now been published means you were happy enough with it. Um, so she won't recognize you, I don't think. I hope for Adrian, I really do. Thank you very much for pointing out there. And I'm just hoping that other men can get out and stand up. I'm, like, I'm going to, I have to. I'm, I'm going to try and see what I can do. 
Mark, I hope that this chapter of your life can be brought to an end somehow uh, and maybe that somehow is by reaching out to uh, Men's Aid they are the experts they are the people who can work through this whole thing because you're not the only one who's going through this with the same sort of holds on you like a child and I would plead with you to uh, contact uh, Men's Aid Ireland will you at least promise to do that? I'm with Ray Jim Like I said, I'm not writing the number down. I'll take it down off the podcast and then I'll ring when she's in work or something when she's out of the house. I just can't do it where she's here, you know? All right, Mark. Um, I'm brokenhearted to, to listen to you. I admire your bravery for uh, doing what a lot of men in your situation uh, won't do, even with a voice disguise. They just won't talk about this at all. And I know it took a, a fair while to uh, convince you to talk to us. I don't know if even talking to us has helped you, has it? No, it has. It has. has like, you don't understand. Like, keeping this stuff inside, I haven't been able to share this with anybody. And just, like, being able to say it out loud, it's, it feels like there is a bit of a weight off my chest. And, like I said, I'm hoping I can do stuff and move on from this and maybe even get away. Well, I don't know. I don't see it like, at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Okay, but as I said, um, please get in t- contact with uh, Men's Ireland, uh, Men's Aid Ireland when you're out of the home, when you're at work or whatever, and uh, just have a chat with the people at the other end of the line. I will, Legend. Thank you very much for, t- for doing this and convincing me to like, finally stand up and be, uh, well, like what people say, be a man again. Well, it's a start. You've uh, at least spoken to somebody about it, and I really appreciate it, and I'm very touched by the fact that you chose to speak to me about it. Mark, I wish you well, and we're going to stay in touch with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, team. All right, there you go. That is uh, Mark. What a sad story. And once again, if you've been affected by uh, anything we've been discussing, Men's Aid Ireland is the organisation that we would like you to reach out to. Their number is 01. 01- Double five four three eight double one. That's O one double five four three eight double one. Men's Aid Ireland. And as I said, we're going to keep in touch with uh, Mark over uh, the weeks ahead, and hopefully he can get himself out of that uh, horrible situation. Thanks very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter Special Edition podcast. Uh, click subscribe, follow, or click on the little bell icon if you'd like to be notified the next time we upload a new podcast. I'm Adrian Kennedy. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Bye-bye. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.